What's Swingin' Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. Today with me is Mike Betts. I'm sorry, Matt Betts. Sorry. Mike, you had it right. It was Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Mike Betts. Um, Mike Betts is El Puerco Fuerte out of um, Texas. And we're going to hear from Mike and, and have a good discussion. I met him at the Venice Strength Games, and we had a good time. Before we uh, enter into that conversation, just want to give a shout out to our sponsors, OnGoEnergy.com and uh, GraziellaCoffeeCompany.com and AddictsClub.com. For Ongo Energy, Energy use uh, discount code SteelMace25 for 25% off. And if you want some coffee, go to GraziellaCoffeeCompany.com and use the discount code Mace Nation 15. So, my man, we, yes, uh, we did a little uh, competition at the Vintage Strength Games. Yes. Over the, uh, over the uh, February. And um, you competed like a ferocious beast, man. You were friggin' tight, man. You could tell you were training hard for it and everything. Yeah. And um, it was really good to meet you because, uh, you know, you, you have great stuff on your – and um, it was really good to meet you because, uh, you know, you, you have great stuff on your Instagram and you could see, you know, how hard you work and everything. And I was, I was, I was impressed, man. You were wielding some serious weight and you were moving well from beginning to end. So um, you want to just uh, start off talking a little bit about that and telling people about training heavy and what that's like? Uh, so, uh, because of, I, I come from a martial arts background and so that's how it pretty much started is that I had seen old vintage VHS tapes as a kid of like old school wrestlers using the mace or Sheena board or things like that and not really knowing what they were doing. I just, you know, I was, I was like a teenager at the time. And so as I started, you know, I grew up and traveled the world and I, I did, Pretty much all I did was train martial arts and cook. Those are the only two things I did. And so uh, in that aspect, too, I, I came across the mace several other times in my life and didn't really put that all together. And then uh, as a, you know, skip a couple of years, and I, but just by chance, uh, I, had seen, I had seen a video on YouTube of uh, Rick Brown. It was a, at the time, it was an old, it was like from the, the, you know, early 2000s or something like that. I can't remember what video it is or where it came from. But I, I uh, thought to myself, I could totally do that. That looks super neat. I know what that is. I've seen it before, but I didn't know the name of it. I didn't know. I, I had to look it up. And so when I was doing the research on possibly buying my own, it dawned on me that I could probably make my own just as cheaply as I could do is buying it. So so I went on this quest to, to see how it was made. And so, I mean, see the ones behind me, I've, I've made all of these. Yeah. And so um, it, that's how it really started is that I, I, I reached out to Rick Brown uh, on a, uh, a chili or a, on a September. And by that, uh, by that October, I was in a, I was at one of the seminars in Austin. And so that's how I reached out to him. And he goes, hey, I'm going to be in Austin. How far is San Antonio from Austin? He and I chatted some. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm meeting him and Eric Doyle and, and, and Johnny Morris and you know, all those guys out there. The, the, and so we, 
that's how it started. And that was like three years ago or something like that. So um, when it was presented, uh, the aspect of, of uh, being in the sport aspect of it wasn't something that I really thought about until, uh, uh, till the first Texas shootout. And uh, I was catering it. And uh, Jonathan was like, hey, can you, you know, fill in this spot? We need somebody to do these things. And I was like, sure, why not? So I fell into being competing in it just by chance. And I did ex exceptionally well than I ever put myself onto it. So then I had that baseline of what I could do. And then, like, because I, I go above and beyond, I'm an overachiever. So here's the, here was the line I had, and I went, whoop, all above it. So, because I, I wanted to beat those numbers, I was like, oh, I could totally do it faster. I could do it stronger. So that's how it came up. And then when the the opportunity presented to compete in Miami, you know, uh, my wife and I chatted about it, and she goes, "Well, you know, you're you're good at it. Might as well do it." And so I made the point. I made the made, told myself, "Well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go and, and come in like a storm." And so that's what I did. And I did, I, and truthfully, I actually went above and beyond my you know, ex expectations in that moment. So, I mean, it was a fun, I got to meet people, met you, met, you know, Brett, met all these people that I'd seen all these videos of. And I was like, oh, ah, like, but it, it, it spurred me to not look like a, not look like a novice in front of everybody that, that has already had experience in it. That was my, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make a fool of myself more so than I, so that was kind of what drove me to, to, to go above and beyond my expectations at that moment. Yeah. And, you know, this is the thing about competition. And, you know, some people, maybe they're like, eh, I don't like to compete. I do my own thing. And that's fine. But I always recommend you go out of your comfort zone and try to compete a little bit just for the reason that you said, because uh, you, you became more aware of yourself right away. You're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. If I'm going to go compete, I better bring something to the table so yeah. this isn't just some like, hey, I'm just going to go out in the backyard and swing and, you know, you get distracted by a bird and then next thing you know, you're taking a nap. You know, this yeah. is like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go in an airplane to Miami to compete again. I'm going to make this worth my while. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then once, once you're up there, like I know my experience was, um, well, about halfway through the five minute run, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> I got to still yeah, go. Yeah. And and then you have to dig deep in your well to find yeah. something else. So that's what's great about competing, that you get to learn something about yourself. And then you say, hey, you know what? I can bring that back to my training now, and I can actually train with more intensity. And maybe, hey, there's there's um, more progress. So what weight yeah. did you uh, swing for um, your event? So, um in the event, uh, in the, the two-handed mace events, I, I was swinging 20 pounds. Um, in the one-handed, I did 15. And my, I actually registered with higher weight and then because I, I sprained my shoulder and my hand doing jujitsu. So I was like, I, you know, I, I don't want to cause myself any more injury. And uh, so I just went down and wait at the competition. And then, you know, now I'm, now I have it in my set my mindset and things I'm going to do smart leading up to the next games. And, uh, you know, training in jujitsu is, is going to be one of those things I kind of not do as much yeah. because it puts a lot of strain on our hands, our shoulders, our back, things like that. The things we need to compete in, you know, 
uh, mace event. So uh, I went down in weight, did really well, and now I'm I, I have set my set my standards higher on myself. So I'm gonna go in there, try to do the same numbers with more weight. So that's my goal right now is to that's why how I've been training lately is to go uh, go a little bit heavier for each event and then see if I could still keep those numbers up. So that's that it works in my head okay, but you know it may come down to like the weekend before and I'll be like, well, you know, I'll, I'll do with something a little bit more comfortable before myself. So, so uh, building the endurance was the was the hardest part to all that whole thing. I mean, you know, I mean, doing a ten minute set or a five minute set is like, ugh, you're just gassed after that. Yeah, you you have to be very consistent in your training to build up that um, level of endurance because if you skip days, you're just going to start sliding back and then you have to peak, you know, you have to peak at the competition. This is just like the Olympics or anything else. Every athlete yeah. trains. They don't want to overtrain beforehand, but they want to be right on the money leading up and then the day of is actually their best day, their best energy yeah. and everything. But then you're traveling, you know, you're going yeah. to a different location. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're a little dehydrated. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep because the airplane or whatever. So there's all these other variables that come into play. And that's what makes competing so fun that you, you always have to push to the next level. And, and um, yeah. I think that's, that's what's great about it. And also, you know, you, you had this plan, right? Yeah. You dealt with your injury and that's a whole other ball wax you know like it, it, you yeah. might you might have a like a tweaked back that day you were yeah. fine the whole week but now your back is tweaked you're like dude yeah. I, I gotta lower the weight but you also have a game plan to return back to these games so we're yeah. gonna see you at these games as a contender and for your first show up at the vintage strength games you did really well so i'm yeah. sure the next time people are going to be keeping an eye on you to see, so, hey, what's this guy doing? So that's was the was the funny thing because uh, you know when I was focused on actually just putting the numbers up, you know my my wife was in the background and so she sat there and watched everybody just sit there and she could hear she was eavesdropping on people's conversations and telling me that you know she told me later on you know everybody was seemed like they were very interested in everything you were doing. I was like, no, yeah. they weren't. No, they were. <laughs> yes. So when I, yeah, so now that, that I have that in my head now that, I, that I'm going to make this more of a thing, uh, I've put those standards to myself that, you know, like Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Fridays are going to be like straight training days where I do event, you know, I, I train like I'm doing a, uh, an event, things like that. So we, I've worked it out now, uh, clearing my schedule for the aspect of just training for Mason club events. So I'm back in that, that uh, mindset again, when I used to compete in judo, when I used to compete in jujitsu and things like that, where I would do nothing, but just focus on the goal, focus on, on winning. Oh, and, and let me back up. If winning wasn't everything, it was competing at a level to, uh, to the best of my expectations. I didn't right. have to win, but I wanted to make I wanted to be make it worth my while and make it worth the you know their while, you know, watching me compete. So that's that's how I, I have that set. If I am if I'm not going to win, I'm going to look awesome doing it. So. Yeah, and you're not going to walk away saying, "Oh, I could have I could have done better," uh, and I didn't because I was just being a dope or something like that. You just want to show up 
and say, I'm giving it my all. It doesn't matter if the other guy beats me or whatever. I, I'm walking away from this knowing I did everything I could, which is, which is what really it all comes down to. Yes, yeah, and I, having that mindset, it's, it's an all positive thinking because we all go through those times where we, where we have our downtime, where we have low points. But getting past those low points the and then having all the highs in life all the living life to the fullest and then coming back down from that and be like you know what i like that i might keep doing that because it brings me joy it brings me and i'm having a good time doing it especially meeting just not just competing for me it's it's being social with the people that i see on social media all the time you know that was the, that right. was another high point for me meeting yourself everybody there at the vintage strength games everybody you know so it was, that was another high point for me. It was the getting to know people and then becoming on a first name basis with everybody on this, in the event. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's, uh, you're talking about, you know, the community right there. And yeah. that's always a top tier theme in discussions. Yeah. And when you're meet like, that's what we were talking about amongst ourselves when we were there that day, like, Hey man, it's all about just meeting everybody and, and everybody like right away it wasn't like, hey, you like that awkward, like when you meet somebody for the first time to get to know them kind of deal. Yeah. Like everybody sort of like just goes right to like super friendly and ball busting and teasing each other. Like we've known each other. Like we've hung yeah. out together before. And it's kind of exhilarating. And like every time I know I could go meet somebody that I follow on Instagram and yeah. we're DMing. I'm like, dude, this is going to be fun. Right off the bat, you just had it in your head. This is going to be fun. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes when you, we have to go meet new people, you know, not related to the mace, let's just say you have yeah. to meet your, your wife's uh, distant cousins or something that are in town. You, sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know. This is going to stink. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say to these people. You, you set it up in your head yeah. to, that, it's not gonna, yeah, that it's not going to go well. So yeah. this is a, a great lesson. Um, put it in your head that it's always going to go well, just like you do when you're going to go swing a mace with somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I go with the expectations that, that I'm going to look awesome. If I lose, then I lose. But I'm going to look awesome on that platform. And, you know, I'm going to yeah. make it worth it. I'm going to give that, that winner the run for his money every time. I, yeah, yeah, you did. Well, what really shocked me was all my numbers. Um, no, let me back up. I shouldn't say they shocked me. I was expecting to get those numbers, but I did better in practice than I did on the platform. So I was kind of beating myself up at that. You know, thinking, what did I do wrong? What could I have done right? You know, those type of things. So I, I started coming up with a, uh, starting to refigure my strategy for competing and, you know, going above and beyond those numbers. So that was my, my only, like, my only moment where I was down on myself was when I wasn't making the numbers I, sh I made in practice. So I was like, oh, I totally, you know, I was off by 10 or something like that. And, you know, my wife being a mathematician, she, know, she, she broke it down. I lost like a, I, I lost like two reps every minute or something like that. She figured it out. She did all the math in her head. That's why I don't have to do that. She does that for me. That's a very helpful thing. Oh yeah. She, so like if I'm, if I don't see something or, you know, cause in a mace, in a club situation when you're competing like that, you never see yourself. Everybody's watching you. Right. And so I never, I never get a chance to see the little aspects the little nuances in my own body. You know, we feel it the best way we can feel when we're up there on the platform. 
she sat there and watched me and said, you know what, you wouldn't, you, you're a little bit off for your shoulder on your, you know, minute three, you might have stuff like that. So I had, you know, she's a great coach because she, she'll sit there and like, you heard her in the event. Her voice was louder than everybody screaming at me that I needed to speed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that, that's the benefit too is I have, I'm with somebody that, that appreciates what I do in that, in the, to that level and encourages me to be, you know, it's, it's great to have an individual base to have a, a positive opinion about yourself, but having somebody there next to you in your life that is pushing you to go and beyond, go above and beyond what you think you are in your head. That helps out a lot, especially with her voice. You can hear it for miles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing when you're trying to compete and everything. Everybody's trying to bring their A game to the table. You, yeah. People, you got to experience it because you don't realize just how good you have to be when you're yeah. competing against other people. And, I mean, I was I, – your form, I, and that's why everybody was um, talking about you. Because you were tight, man. Perfect yeah. form the whole time. And you, it seemed maybe you were struggling, but it wasn't showing. You, you yeah. did a good job of not showing it. But, um, and you're, you're even doing it with some injury, and you're still yeah. maintaining that form. That's key, man. That is key. And, yeah. and uh, that's go, that's, that goes for anything. So Yeah, you know, so the, yeah it's, it's the training like we do. I mean, you have to make – make 35 pounds seem as easy as 15 pounds and vice versa. So that's how I see it is that I'm not doing myself any favors. If I, if I tweet, if I go off form or anything like that, I try to make everything look the same all the time. Yeah. And I've talked about this before on the podcast and you know, if anybody is listening or watching that yeah. is curious about this type of uh, competition, Venice strength games with the mace, you know, and the clubs, it's, just uh, 360s, 10 and 2s, or 300. Um, 300. And, and there's some other stuff with clubs. We don't have to run the, down the whole list. But yeah. the thing is, it's not flow. And it's, yeah. it's you know, you're, you're, you're going for heavier weight. You're going for high reps. It's, yeah. it's a lot. And um, if you are swinging a 30-pound mace and you're doing, say, 10 and 2s, and every time you, you miss a rep, proper form they probably a won't count it but yeah. you still use the energy but not only did you use the energy you used more energy because it was bad form and yeah. it, it's beating you up and every th that was the thing that got me after about two and a half minutes i kept getting these terrible swings going because i was doing the 300s and yeah. the ones that i missed man i felt every one of them it was like um somebody flicking you in the nuts every time yeah, like a yeah. and a and you're like oh come on and every time you do it you go come on what and that's yeah. to get in your head it, it, yeah that one that one miscount became seven miscounts in a short amount of time and you're like gosh what am i doing yeah it just chips away at you it's, it's yeah, yeah. It, and you know what i'm not complaining that's what's so cool about it that's yeah. what i loved about it so the um yeah that's that's it that's it yeah, the, I, I love the aspect well, because I, I'm getting back to that, that, uh, that mindset of being a competitor again. And I yeah. haven't done that in years. You know, it's, you know I'm, I'm 42, so I went for like 10 years without competing in anything. Uh, and so getting back to that competitive mindset again, 
I was like, you know what? This is going to be my new thing for, I'm going to try to take this for as long as I can, you know, keep my body fresh for it, things like that. So when, you know, let's say we're, it's a, it's an event and they're doing a fun, a fun event, say the biathlon. All right, I'll go up there and do the biathlon, you know, things like that. You know, I, I want to keep fresh and then be also have the ability to just go up there and just do it and have a good time and laugh and, and everybody could talk about later on, you know, while we're all eating pizza, having drinks, be like, ah, you screwed up at, you know, minute four. I know, you know, things like that. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know what? That pizza was good too. And, you know, I, I've made the joke before. I'm a Jersey guy and everybody in Jersey, we know we got the best pizza, but that was damn good pizza we had. <laughs> so, <laughs> I liked uh, it. And I was like, yeah, so man, I, after a fitness event, let's crush some pizza. What, what, what know, could yeah. be better? There's, it's the best thing for people that are being like, we're athletes. So we're going <laughs> yeah. to shove pizza. Yeah. We're allowed. So I, believe it or not, I didn't eat the pizza. Um, I had brought my own snacks because I, you know, I graze. And so when we, later on that night, we went for, uh, someone suggested Mexican food. And my wife and I are like, well, we get this all the time at home. It's not a big deal to us. Yeah. But we were tearing apart the food as like, I, I got that chef mentality as well, where I'm t- breaking down, ah, oh, that portion size is off. Oh, that's awful over there. That, that, that guy needs to be folding silverware over there. Things like that. I was, I was yeah. Getting in that other mindset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, you're, you're a chef and you have your own barbecue place. Right. Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, let's let's talk about your your artwork, which okay. is awesome. Everybody's raving about it, and it's it's the best. It's absolutely the best. I don't mean to sound like Trump right now. I don't know. I just yeah, felt yeah. like I was talking like Trump. But I mean, <laughs> I mean it when I say it's the best. I don't think he really means it. But look, take a look at this, everybody. I don't know. Let's see here. Does that? Yeah, that shows up. So there's um, yeah, yeah. a pig. It's a pig with yeah. a club and a, and a mace. Right? I just yep. took that off of your Instagram. Everybody could go to oh, El Puerco Fuerte, which is um, uh, E-L-P-U-E-R-C-O-F-U-E-R-T-E. What does that mean? Uh, it's the fierce pig. The fierce and, pig. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so believe it or not, the name El Puerco Fuerte uh, started as a joke when I was like 15 and, uh, uh, because I was, I was, we were, you know, we were watching old school WWE type of things. My, my, my buddies and I, and we were all coming up with our wrestling names. And I was like, I'm going to be a luchador because I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm going to be a luchador. And my mom, well, jokingly says, call yourself a Puerto Fuerte because you eat like you're a pig. And I was like, okay. And, I, and so it became the ongoing joke is that from the time I was 15 to like yesterday, I was, uh, everybody in the gym, uh, and in all of my, my the, the circles I run in with jujitsu and, and uh, Filipino martial arts and stuff like that, they know me as Puerco. So it's the, and because, it, and then also in my cooking, uh, when I was you know working at restaurants and, it became a funny thing too, is that they call me Puerco too. Just trickled down into two separate areas of my life. Yeah. And so it just, when it became, you know, when I was coming up with inst- a name for myself on Instagram, the idea was originally, you know, however many years I started the Instagram account was to premiere all of my food. And, you know, cause I was, uh, I was a head chef and I was going to do this, you know, use social media to better my cooking abilities. And it, be- right. it, it, 
eventually became something else, you know, amid a menagerie of art and fitness and now barbecue and barbecue as well. So, you know, I, I'm classically trained in French cuisine. Uh, I am certified with the ACF as a master chef, uh, American Culinary Federation. And I ended up, uh, I went for years cooking and coaching sometimes. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I don't want to cook anymore. <laughs> I Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what it was. It was, I, I got tired of, of cooking other people's food without, with the, to the best of my ability. I never once sent out a bad plate, but in the aspect too, I got tired of just being around like the, the drama in, you know, a corporate kitchens and things like that. I, I got done. I was done with it. And so I started coaching on a, pri you know, primarily on a, uh, on a, uh, at a MMA gym. And then uh, when I cooked for my family and they forgot that I could cook because <laughs> they they're like, oh yeah, we forgot you're a chef. You can do this all day. And so that's how the barbecue thing started was that I already had all these recipes already for barbecue rub and sauces and things like that. And so I was like, well, what am I doing it, leaving in this notebook? So we started the Maverick Barbecue uh, as a means of providing food for um, youth shooting events. And so that's how that started. You know, shooting so, events? Yeah. Uh, okay. Youth, youth, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 4-H youth shooting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like archery, uh, shotgun, things like that. Okay. Uh, we, we were providing the uh, – I and my wife is, is a head honcho in the 4-H program. And so she, she looked, I was the cheapest. That's what it was because I was family. I wasn't going to charge, you know, astronomical numbers for people to eat. So I started, we started cooking just for that, those events. And it ended up being like people, Hey, you got a business card. Hey, you got, you know, can you do this, this, do this, this, this. Sure. So now we, now we have a 12 foot, 12 foot pit in our front yard, in the garage, you know, in our driveway, excuse me. And uh, that's what I do when I'm cooking. You know, I'll be out there all night with briskets. And in that time, I'll sit there and swing a mace, you know, get a workout in while I'm, you know, so I, I, I you know, kill two birds in that day. So. Yeah, train, train and cook briskets. Now, you have a 12-foot barbecue pit in your driveway. Yes. yes. So, and that you're allowed to do that? Like, you don't get in trouble um, for... No, no, no. It's you know, where we, we live in a residential area. And that's what, and pretty much it's a Texas thing. Um, everybody has a barbecue pit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah some, I, people, some people, yeah. A lot of but, people suck ass at barbecue, except for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Texas is a very big barbecue state. I did go out there uh, past year and yeah, it was delicious. We, we ate a lot of uh, expensive places, but it was good. And then we ate um, these brisket sandwiches at a kind of like um, like a gas station super convenience store. Um, yeah. I can't remember what the name of it was. These brisket sandwiches were banging. It was a whole busload of us, a bunch of firemen from around New Jersey that went out there to go to Texas A&M for the burn school out there. Oh, and, you, you, um, all you all probably went to Bucky's then. That's it. Bucky's. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, it was good. And they had the best beef jerky there. 
I, I, yes. After I had their beef jerky, I, I'm never going to buy a crappy bag of dried out junky beef jerky, even if it says it's the best, because it was moist and it was yes. tender. And oh, I yeah. bought a pound of it and I ate the whole pound on the way home before we went to dinner and had more meat. I had so much meat on, on those couple of days I was there, but it was, that's what you do when you're in Texas. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so we, we love our barbecue. Yeah. Um, we, we have our favorite barbecue places. Uh, if I'm not eating my own, because I've, I've ruined up my entire family with it too, because they, they can't eat mine and, and then eat someone else's all of the entire family. We have like, we have uh, nephews that are in college right now and all of them eat barbecue because their friends suggest it. And all they do is tear it apart. This is nothing like my uncle's barbecue. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I've ruined everybody apparently on barbecue because I, I put such pride into mine. Yeah. And it's not saying that the, the restaurant down the street is not doing the exact same thing, but it's, it's very much a, 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 a you know, everybody, every town, every person has their favorite place and they have their favorite meat that they're going to go get every time. So right. I, I make, I make uh, all my own rubs. I make the sauces, you know, I, I go and find the meats, things like that. So I take, a, I do it in small batches and I'm, I enjoy that aspect of it. It's just, you know, putting love into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's why everybody was asking you, if you could, you know, for your card, because they tasted yeah. that love. Now, yeah, let me yeah. ask you, are you going to be, um, you know, I mean, I know you're selling shirts, which we got to get yeah. back to, but are you yeah. going to be making uh, sauces for sale or is that um, too complicated? Like you, something with that food regulation uh, and stuff? Uh, no, I, actually I can. And um, I have all the, the means of selling sauces by the bottle, um, but I don't have the, uh, the industrial equipment to do it. Like I have to do it all by hand. Uh -huh. And so that's the, that's the time consuming process. So if somebody's expecting to get off the, you know, they could probably go to, you know, their, their local, you know, grocery store and pick up a, you know, a, a Salt Lake barbecue rub or, or I'm sorry, or a sauce or something like that cheaper than it would be for me to mail it to them. Well, there, you know, maybe you should make a, um, uh, hot sauce, steel mace nation, hot sauce. And uh, We'll put flames coming off of the logo, and then stamp it on there. Yeah. And then down here, like a, like a pig running away with a match or something, like he lit it on fire. Yeah. I just made that shit at, up right now. I could totally do that. I'm I'm totally down with 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 drawing that. Let's out. do it, man. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll send you the stickers and slap them on the bottle, and then Sounds good. and then when the orders come in, you ship them direct right from your location. Yeah, yeah, totally can do that. Bang. That's it. That's that's collaboration, man. That's that's America right there. This this is how this is how things get progressed in this. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. You got it. You got to think outside the box sometimes. So now let's get let's talk about your shirts, man. Because um, okay. I was checking out your stuff. I didn't place an order yet. I am going yeah. to. Um, uh, Don over at Addicts told me he ordered one of your uh, training journals. Yes. Do you have one there that you could hold up? Um, I don't. Okay. Uh, that's the problem. Um, so when I, I went through Redbubble, and Redbubble is is convenient for the fact of they handle all the shipping and manufacturing of everything. Um, so it doesn't cost it, it costs me very little to uh, send you know, for them to send out a shirt. That's why it takes so long. It takes like three weeks to get a shirt or any anything from them. 
because I, they print them all individually. So um, I was looking for an outlet. Uh, I had a lot of people, even at uh, the, the games in Miami, asking me if we were selling shirts and things like that. So we had looked around and I started doing the research on what it would take to, to get shirts printed out, you know, and it was a lot of investment involved with especially a lot of you know, like local printing companies and people we knew and things like that. So um, uh, an, an artist buddy of mine said, why don't you try Redbubble? And, you know, they handle all that and you get a little bit of profit. So I've, I've you know, I get like 20% of everything sold. And so I was like, okay. So we posted my artwork on there and I went down the list and I didn't realize all the stuff that was available until after I pushed the uh, done aspect of it. And so when it, like, I didn't know there was a training journal until Don had pointed it out to me. Oh, I ordered a training journal. I have a training journal? Like, I was oh, totally shit. oblivious. Yeah, yeah, I was totally oblivious. And when he got it, he, like, he, they printed it on the, the way it's printed, right? So this is the book. It's printed across the spine. So you would have to open it up like so, and then have the, you know, see the artwork. And he goes, maybe you should center that. And I was like, I didn't even know I had it. I didn't even know it was one of the options. Wow. So I went back and I, and I re and I centered, I found what it was on. I centered it and I was like, well, maybe this will be even better, but yeah. So out of, I've got 10, 10 designs on there. Uh, a couple of them are just shirts and a couple of them are like, you know, like with the training logs and stuff like that. Like I, had to, I didn't really, read or i didn't really go down the list of things i that were available on it the first time so i just you know posted it yeah cropped it you know did a little bit of eddie and then sent and then pushed send and then that's all i was thinking about it right right so now you you like to draw like i like the art because it's it's fun and it's it's kind of bubbly um you know yeah like i showed everybody just now um yeah, uh, yeah. If anybody's actually listening on the audio, you didn't get to see the picture. Sorry, I forget about that sometimes. So what I held up was basically it looks like Porky Pig, like a, a cartoon pig. Um, but he has like a snarl and he's got a shirt on with a, with a kettlebell and the kettlebell's got a face on it and, yeah. and the kettlebell's uh, sticking its tongue out. And then the pig is holding a mace in one hand and then a, a club in the other hand. And uh, it looks like it's an addicts club. It is. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Look at the, the combination of different things going on here. I mean, it's like, wow. I love that, man. The, 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 this is what's great about the mace community, man. Everybody just loves to like rub elbows and collaborate. So yeah, you got that. Have and then I saw some other cool ones. I'm scrolling. Oh, there's Puerco fit, which yeah is the, the pig is back and the pig's got the kettlebell, but this time the kettlebell is kind of going, making like a surprised face. Yeah. And then there's um, like, it looks like, it looks like the 1945 version of um, Mickey Mouse or something. Yeah, it's, like, got the, yeah, it's the Steamboat Willie. Yeah, 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 right. And and, it, and, that, and that's on the shirt, but it says Puerco Fit in like a neon green, which is like almost yeah. like 80s. And he's holding the mace up, and there's like some industrial thing in the background. It's really cool. It's just like there's you see how I'm just kind of like yeah, yeah poking through it and finding all these like interesting little details, and and the details are awesome. Um, I got to figure out which shirt I'm gonna grab. So yeah, I, I would you know if you guys are looking for mace shirts because there's not really anything out there. I mean you have no. 
Steel Mace Nation and that says Steel Mace Nation, you might not want something like that. You might want just a cool Mace shirt. So you, you have that stuff. Uh, tell everybody exactly where to find it. Um, uh, I have the link uh, to the Redbubble account is on my bio to my Instagram account. Um, so it should be, you know, if they go to my Instagram, uh, El Porco Fuerte, they'll see a picture of me swinging a mace. And then it should, all of that stuff is in uh, the Redbubble link is on the, in my bio. Yeah. So. Okay. Yep. It says, uh, yeah, PuercoFitness.RedBubble.com. Yeah. And that's yeah, the yeah. link. And then right above that, people can find the Maverick Barbecue um tag for your barbecue business so i guess if you're in the texas area i know texas is huge so i mean but your 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 barbecue is probably good enough that anybody in texas would drive from anywhere to come get it so oh yeah yeah. (laughs) right so the the art thing started by accident oh it did Um, yeah because uh i i've always been artsy my uh my parents encouraged me to to pursue a career in art but i never did um, it's one because I didn't have the, like any kids in the nineties, you know, artists were coming out all the time. Um, I had a high school, uh, art teacher who told me to my face that said comic book art, animation, and cartoonists aren't real artists. <laughs> and I promptly told her to go fuck herself. And so, and, and, and I don't regret that 20 yeah. years later, I still don't regret that. Um, but I never pursued any art because I really didn't have the grades to go on to go to art school. And I, you know, there was things like portfolios and things like that, things I didn't know I needed until I started looking into that stuff. So I ended up, you know, not doing that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still a comic book nerd. And so I have a lot of friends that, that uh, have their own comic book companies, have their own, own art studios, things like that. They do work with Marvel and DC. And uh, I ended up, uh, they're like, you know what, your art's great, you know, why don't you do something with it? And so just by accident, I did, I did Puerco originally, or excuse me, I did a kettlebell head person, man, um, with the whole like, you know, 1940s, you know, look to him doing that. And so it started with that one. And then I made a Puerco fit, you know, the, the Puerco pig, you know, various different, you know, uh, pages just of that and so that's how that happened and when we were presented with the with the aspect of if we have t-shirts or memorabilia or something like that you know, my wife was like let me take this stuff to work i'll digitize it and we'll we'll figure it out okay so that's how it started so that's when i set the rebel red bubble account i was like i don't have to mess with it someone else can do it right. and now it's going now i get like confirm i get like 10 confirmations a day of people that are buying artwork from it or buying wow. shirts or something from it. So congratulations, man. That is, that's very good. And I mean, you just started it and you know, as, as the word gets out, you're going to sell more of those. That's awesome, man. Good for you. And I like the Thank story you. between the art, the barbecue, the mace, it's yeah. all things where you took an interest and you just let it kind of let let the journey happen and you just it was yeah. like you're on a boat and you just went out and you let the wind take you in some general direction and as you got closer to what you thought you saw you liked you kind of start to steer the boat in that direction yeah and this is life man this is life you know how how you pursue things you like you pursue things that you're passionate about that makes you feel good 
and you just don't rush the process. You know, it, if it takes months, years, whatever, but it's a, it's a fun process because it's a journey and it never really has an ending per se. Um, yeah. You know, it just, you go wherever the wind yeah. takes you. And I yeah, love it. I, I, I always, I tell everyone I'm always up for an adventure. And that's exactly how it is, is that that's how I've lived my life. I was like, Hey, what's that over there? And go do that. You know, yeah. it's always, yeah. So I've, I've, I've always been the aspect of, I'd rather live a life instead of just existing, Yeah. you know, you know, doing a nine to five stuff like that. That's what really got me out of working in, in high end restaurants was that it was just, it was always something. There was always something going on that, that was always dragging me down. Yeah. And so I had to get out of that my I had to get out of that 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 place in my life. And I did. It was great. I don't regret that at all because now I'm be, I'm back to where I was as a teenager in my 20s, living life to live life. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Time. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Now we're we're gonna be signing off soon, but I just I want I'm taking a little bit of interest in your homemade goddess back there. Do you want yes. to go grab one? Like, bring us up your pride and joy. Oh, okay, not a problem. We'll wait. Ooh. Don't trip. Oh, <laughs> he almost took out his ceiling fan. <laughs> Listen, everybody. I know I'm laughing. It sounds mean, but you know what? Everybody's done this. I have marks in my ceiling too, and Playing, yeah. I, I I almost took out my ceiling fan once too. So, so. <laughs> this just caused like you know a minor derailment, but but it's it's all good, man. It's all good. So the this is what it. This over now. I end up knocking almost everything over. Which is yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is. This oh. is actually. So this is twenty five pounds, and it's actually a candy dish, a Halloween candy dish. Yeah. And it, and what it what I had done, uh, my wife actually found it at a grocery store, and she goes, "Hey, what's this?" And so uh, she goes, "You could totally make a mace out of that." So I was like, "Ah, oh, probably not. It seems like it's molded." But the problem was is that the bowl section of itself came out, and so all I did was seal the inside with caulking and filled it with concrete. Wow. Yeah. So it came up to twenty five pounds. Twenty five pounds, and what what's the handle? Uh, it's a, a shovel handle. It's hickory. Oh yeah, hickory. Okay, so it's it's round. It's perfectly round. Yeah, yeah. It's perfectly so, round. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what's the what's the on it? Uh, gato. That's like uh, twenty five pounds too. So um, is that the one with the, the three faces on it? Yeah. Faces yeah, it's got the fit. Yeah, it's twenty five pounds. But now, what did that cost you to make? Um, roundabout maybe less than ten dollars. Because oh. I had yeah yeah yeah. So oh I went to Harbor. Yeah. I went to Harbor freight. I mean, the, the bowl itself was like $2 or something like that. The, I went to Harbor freight and got the cheapest handle they had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, I ended up buying them in gross. So I had like 20 of them or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Ended up being like a dollar per handle. Right. The concrete we had in the garage. So that's how it happened. So that's now, it would you sell that if somebody made an offer? I probably would. I mean, I'm, everything I could always make again. 
So yeah. that's how I see it. So like I have a, a, a bunch of round ones too, you know, that's, it's that I got from, I got the glass bowls from Michael's and I smashed them off type of thing. You know, I did, I've done all that and I've got some pretty good size ones. Um, I like this one because the, the drama that went into it was pretty funny. How it, so, so like, I don't have an emotional attachment to all of these. I can give, I can sell them if, if need be, or somebody asks, you know, set a good price. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, when I started making them just for myself, I was like, you know what, this is so much easier than having to buy it, you know, than having to go to, you know, on it or something like that, even though on it's right at the street, it's in Austin. Um, I didn't want to pay for something that I wasn't going to like. And so that's how I see it is if I put the time and energy into making them, then I have a, then I'll, I'll take pride in that aspect. I want them to work all the time. So right. Is there any? So, I mean, I, is there any yeah, video of you swinging the skull? Um, um, actually, I think I posted. I did. I actually used it today. So, uh, oh, any of my you did it today? Yeah. yeah it oh, there it is. Oh, all right. It's right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's a. Okay, there it is. So there, the proof. Here, you got the music. And that's another thing that we. Uh, damn, man, we got so much we could talk about. You're also a metalhead like me. Yes. And, uh, yes. How, how great is metal, man? I mean, just how great is it? So uh, it's funny. I listen to different metal for different things. Mm -hmm. So like uh, when I'm, if I'm doing, you know, wrestling, jujitsu, those type of training, I listen to a lot of like 80s hair metal just because it has that mindset to it, like Survivor. You know, like you're always going <laughs> to listen to Eye of the Tiger no matter yeah. what you're doing, because you're thinking of the montage in your head, because we all grew up doing that. Um, if I'm doing all the mace work, uh, mace clubs, I listen to a lot of punk. So just because it's it's ah, angry. <laughs> yeah, and so, it kind of yeah. like it kind of like uh, it has like a poppy feel to it. Not not like pop yeah, music, yeah. but like it pops along. Yeah, yeah. The the beat goes with you know it's it's great when I I find a song that goes with a, a video that I that I made. And it, I didn't, didn't plan on it to ever do that, but I'm swinging with the beat. You know, yeah. it looks like the, I love that. So yeah. that's punk is the best thing for that. If anybody listen to more Misfits, tell everyone to listen to more Misfits and Ramones and all that, and they'll, they'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Do you like uh, Pennywise? Um, I I do, but I haven't listened to them in a while. I just I just did some videos where I, I that music was on and it happened just like what you were saying it just it was playing randomly then I go yeah. back and it like it was Pennywise and I'm like damn that's fitting what I'm doing there I don't yeah, you know yeah. it's just uh, it happens but um yeah they're pretty good but yeah I like uh, everything going way back when to present I listen to I listen to metal all the time I love it. Um, and I, I think like it, it kind of fits with the mace actually because it's sort of uh, metalheads sort of are on the peripheral a little bit, right? You know, metal, yeah, yeah. when a metalhead walks into like the DMV and he's got black shirt and you know he has skulls on it, he kind of stands out, or she kind of stands yeah, yeah. out. So, I know it's 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 always something like that. Like I, when I was in high school, I had a lot of Cannibal Corpse T-shirts. Oh yeah. And they, uh, my parents were like, put them on, wear them. And I was the only one that was on the wrestling team that had a, you know, a Cannibal Corpse t-shirt or a multitude of them. Yeah. That and Iron Maiden as a kid. Yeah. So, so I was walking uh, I was, into eighth grade 
because uh, Slayer's Hell Awaits album came out in like 1983 or something. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And I came, I came into school with Slayer Hell Awaits. It said Hell Awaits on it, and it had demons ripping people apart. And yeah. I was walking in, around at school with that, and and the teachers were like, "Oh my god!" Like they, I, you could just see the look in their eyes. Like they must have thought. Like, I was, like, the troubled kid. Meanwhile, you know, my parents were like, hey, have a nice day. And I would run yeah, home, yeah. have dinner and everything, and, you know, do my homework. And, and But I just yeah. love that music. And the scarier, the darker, the better. And I just yeah, that, that, been that majority way. Yeah, the majority of metalheads all had great lives growing yeah. up. Yeah. It's, 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 it's movies that make them sound like that they're, you know, they're you know the next serial killer or something yeah yeah they're actually um and actually the musicians are some of the best music musicians in the world i oh, mean yeah. look, at, look at the drummers nowadays it is know, sick right? it is sick um, you know the guitar yeah. playing they're the, the the way they compose their music it's yeah. it's really unbelievable uh, well it's it's a change from the days when all they had to know was three chords now they're yeah, yeah. Now they have like master's degrees of of acoustical guitar from Juilliard, and they're yes. playing. And they're play. They're they're playing. You know, uh, uh, opening Dr up for Rammstein or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They're getting up on stage and doing drop D tuning and friggin' heavy bass sound to it, yeah, and just yeah. and they're just putting out this epic sounding metal that just it almost like rips the skin off your body when you're standing in front of their amplifiers so uh it makes i have a funny story about meeting uh you know uh, the band poison yeah. uh, uh the drummer of poison whose name just now left my mind i was gonna uh oh now i can't remember he was at a jiu-jitsu tournament when i was like in my 20s and he was his real name was up on the the god now i can't think of his name now i'm, anyway. I'm gonna look it up yeah yeah something rocket uh not johnny rocket drummer of poison yeah oh ricky rocket ricky rocket ricky oh. rocket yeah yeah he was uh he was at a jiu-jitsu tournament he was, was like he? a purple belt. yeah he was at a he was a purple belt at the time and i was like a blue belt or something yeah, and he was. Yeah, he was competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he look like that at the time? Uh, you know what? He he didn't have all the mustache or anything in that. You know, okay. Like Twenty years. <laughs> you know, he's he's been kind to his body, none like other rockers. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If he's doing jujitsu, he must be uh, interested yeah, yeah. in health. Well, the, that and what uh, the new Geico commercial with Rat, you know, Steve McCarthy yeah. from Rat. He looks yeah. awful. I was I, like, I, he looks like a rat still. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I thought the same thing too. Like, what has happened to him? That, yeah. Well, he's not been kind to himself. <laughs> no. Nah, running the love the rough life on the road. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's what they like to say. But yeah. in real life they just yeah. They uh so yeah, I got to run and just by chance I met a lot of interesting people over the past, I don't know, twenty five years I've been doing different things. And so when it was, you know, so I look forward to the next 25 years of doing, you know, mace and, and kettlebells and all this stuff. I, I, I enjoy every aspect of what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I always see myself as being on the right path when I find joy in everything I do. Nice, man. I love it. That's, that's um, a great way to pretty much tie it all together there. Um, you know, you got a roadmap now. You're, 
yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to be watching you for the next 25 years, hopefully longer, yeah. you know, hopefully longer. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the mace is, is very good for uh, people as they age and, and um, it doesn't look like something that cripples you like, um, yeah. you know, some of the regular stuff that people do in the gym. So hopefully we'll be seeing that going on for a long time. And then on top of that, your, your barbecue will be tasting yes. even better it's going to be like I know. super epic and maybe there will even be a el puerco fuerte chain of restaurants going right through new jersey that i could just stop and get a brisket yeah. and it's going to taste exactly the right way every time <laughs> you're going to be in there i know that guy you'll point to the picture in the, above the register i know that guy no you don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. you don't know him <laughs> <laughs> you still don't know. You're such a liar. Yeah. So, no. yeah, I mean, it's. Were you saying something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I always. I okay, always yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, the, you know, it's, it's funny that, that, you know, the, the, the roads I've taken never, I never imagined it coming to this point. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, so it's, it's been it's it's doing great and I, and I love every aspect of what i do now so i don't wake up every morning dreading putting on a chef's jacket and walking into a kitchen to calamity happening i come into this back room this this is the gym this is the dog's room um this is where i come in here and i train and 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 i, I talk on social media with y'all and things like that so it's that's you know i i enjoy this aspect of my life now that I, I'm in, or let me say, I'm in a happier place now than I was 10 years ago, happier than I was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, things like that. So, you know, it's How great is a that? mindset, it's a positive mindset. Yeah, I know. Right. It's a positive mindset every time. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. That's, that's, uh, I like to hear that on this podcast because that's one of the things I always try to, you know, bring to people if I can through, through guests and conversations is, is how do we, um, how do we use our minds and live the best life, you know, positive mindset, you know, self-improvement, self-empowerment, you know, everything, your story is definitely, um, right on par with all that. So thanks for sharing that with us and you're always welcome to come back oh. and, you know, if you, um, if you ever um, get that hot sauce going, let me know. <laughs> I will. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go in and work on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So everybody, that's Michael Betts, El Puerco Fuerte. Check out his Instagram. Uh, go to the link for uh, Red Bubble. Red Bubble? Yes, Red Bubble. Yeah, Red Bubble. Uh, my, my head's a Red Bubble today. And uh, yeah. Check out his artwork. It's really cool. You'll love it. Get a shirt. Get a training log. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to get a training log. Oh, yeah. I, I do keep training logs. I have my notebooks. I don't know what. Dude, it goes decades back. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to look through all this, but I can't throw them away because I feel yeah, like yeah. there's blood, sweat, and tears in it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I do like keeping a, a, a training journal. And everybody, um, if you don't keep one, consider keeping one because it's the best way to train you don't forget what you did you could always progress 
and um, you could write down little side notes, like how you felt that day, you know, how much water you drank, how much food you ate, um, you know, it was all kinds of stuff that might uh, make your training better. Because what are we training for? We're training to reach a goal that always kind of resets itself, right? We're always progressing, but the progress never stops. We're always looking to, you know, there's never a ceiling to it. So training journals help yeah. keep us on track. And also goes the same thing for uh, meals too. You could, you could track yeah. your, your meals and stuff, right? So it's good. Yeah, for yeah. I'm, I'm not that nerdy. I'm not, you know, if I, if I had a slice of pizza, then I'm not going to put it down in my book or anything like that. Uh, no, no, no. Never put the pizza or the ice cream in a book. That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> never happened. I, I ate this third of the cake again. Happened. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Wait. What's, all, what's all these chocolate fingerprints on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right cool man cool all right i listen man it was great uh seeing you again and uh thanks for coming on the podcast this thanks was a really me. fun conversation bro i appreciate it. keep swinging and i will be uh talking with you soon man stay in touch okay, awesome. thank you all right take care thanks everybody for listening and come back for another one they're going to be dropping regularly